Today, I am chatting with Dr. Cindy, who is an expert ghostwriter and book writing coach who works with entrepreneurs to, you guessed it, write a book. We are talking about why writing a book can be a game changer for entrepreneurs. It establishes you as an authority in your field. It showcases your expertise. It builds credibility and trust among your audience and potential clients, which as a savvy business owner, you probably already know. But what you might be wondering is, how hard is it exactly to write a book and get it published? Well, Dr. Cindy has the answers. She also has some great advice on where to find that elusive book idea. And she's breaking down all the different types of publishing options out there with details about cost and the time that you can expect to spend taking your book from idea to Amazon bestseller, or maybe Wall Street Journal bestseller. Even if writing a book is not on your radar, I hope you'll stick around and listen to this interview because you might just change your mind after you hear our conversation. Okay, let's hear from Cindy. Hi, welcome to Marketer for Hire. I'm your host, Sunny Logsdon, and I understand that not all business owners have a marketing background. That's why I'm here, to provide tips and advice on how to build the right team to unlock your business's full potential without wasting precious time and money. Each week, we'll break down complex marketing concepts into easy-to-understand pieces so that you can delegate confidently. Whether you're a business owner with a marketer on your team or you're just beginning the journey of hiring a marketer, I'm passionate about helping you maximize success. So if you're looking for ways to get the most out of your marketing budget, reduce frustration from lack of results, and provide clear strategic marketing direction to your team, this show is for you. Hi, Cindy. I am so excited to have you here today. I have been wanting to have this conversation with you for a long time. So I'm just going to dive right in and I'm going to ask you, do you think that everyone has a book in them? You may be surprised to hear that, no, I don't. <laughs> Hopefully that's a relief to some listeners. But what I do think is everybody has something to share. Everybody has an expertise, an inner knowing, a wisdom that other people would benefit from, but you don't have to put that into a book. Right. That's for sure. I feel like we all have families, and so we all have some great family stories that we could tell. So everybody might have a book in them, but a lot of people might not want to write that. And today we're specifically talking about business books. And so I would love to hear from you a little bit about how writing a book, whether you're a business owner or you are a subject matter expert, what is the benefit of doing that if you're somebody that doesn't necessarily want to be in the limelight, but you know you have a lot to share? The funny thing is, even if a lot of people don't read your book and you don't sell hundreds of thousands of copies, writing a book can still help your business just by having it on your website and just by having in your bio forever and always, the first thing it will say is author. And when you do that, when people land on your website and they see that you've written a book on your topic, this just increases your authority. It increases the value that they expect that you have to offer. And it also makes it a lot easier for you when you are looking to open doors for yourself, like doing more speaking or 
making strategic collaborations and reaching out to potential partners to have that book as one of the first things that you present so they can get to know you, your values, how you do things, and just really see how solid your authority is. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So what I am hearing you say is that we don't have to plan on doing a book tour or, you know, doing tons of interviews because at the end of the day, it doesn't have to be about selling a lot of copies. It can almost just be part of your sales process and what you do specifically for your business, meaning that it gives you that credibility. It gives people a way to dig into your beliefs and all of the different ways that you think about things. All right. So that makes sense because I feel like a lot of people are hesitant to write a book because they don't want to deal with the marketing of it and they know that it's not an easy road. You have mentioned something in the past called an authority ecosystem. Can you tell us a little about that and how it works? Yes. So your authority ecosystem is the world that you're building in which your book is one part of the authority that you're claiming, but it's not the entirety of it. So a lot of people make the mistake. They think I'm an expert. No one knows who I am or what I do. I'll just write a book and clear that all up. And to really make the impact that you want, not just with your book, but with your message and what you have to share and to reach the people you want to engage with, I think about communication as a series of interconnecting relationships. And that's going to include some kind of social media presence um, wherever the people who are looking for authority in your space, wherever they are looking for people like you, then that's where you show up. So I'm not saying, you know, the ecosystem is not about being on every platform, but it is about choosing a platform and then choosing a way to have the people that are following you come opt into your email list. So your authority ecosystem is going to include that free lead magnet that you give away when you're speaking. It'll also be something free that comes with your book because Amazon tells you when you make a sale and they write you a check for the commission, but they do not tell you who bought that book or how to follow up with them. So you need the freebie there. And then Continuing with your email list then to make sure you have an offer ready to make to the people who already bought your book. And when you have all those things in place, they're going to feed each other. And you're creating an ecosystem in which someone who is looking for the kind of help that you offer will find themselves fully immersed in your way of doing things. Yeah. So in my world, what we would say is that this is part of their funnel, right? And so somebody buys your book. Okay, great. But how do you get them into your world? How do you get them into the funnel? So I love that idea of having a freebie, having something that they have to act on to maybe get more information or get something additional to what's offered in the book so that now you know, okay, Cindy bought my book. Now I know that she's interested in what I do. That makes a lot of sense. What is the typical time investment? If somebody says, okay, I have a lot to share. This would be a great thing for my business. You know, I do want to speak in the future and this is a good entree into that. But I really 
am so busy running a business. What would you tell them that they could expect to spend as far as time and maybe even money goes writing this book and getting it out there? Yeah, so time-wise, I recommend to people in my book writing course and mentorship program, if you can write at least an hour a day, most days a week, then depending on how long your book is going to be, somewhere between three to six months should be plenty of time for you to write a good first draft. And then from there, you'll have an editing process. So really, if you plan to spend a whole year, it doesn't have to take a whole year, but most commonly I've seen that a year is a reasonable amount of time so that you don't get burnt out trying to go, go, go. And it's also a short amount of time that you don't linger so long that you, you know, change your topic 18 times and allow yourself to just kind of really never get out of the ideation phase because that can happen when you don't set some kind of deadlines for yourself. And in terms of financial investment, it really depends how much you want to do and how much you want to outsource from choosing your topic. There are people who offer strategy around that and Then there's help with writing your book, coaches, a ghostwriter to write it for you. Then when you come to publishing your book, there's, you know, marketing. You can hire an agency. You can work with a copywriter, um, graphic designers. The publishing of your book, you can hire a company to do it for you. That's called hybrid publishing. Or you can do all of it yourself and be the project manager and just outsource to Um, specific, like a proofreader or something like that, and just self-publish. So because of that very wide range, I know people who've spent up to $150,000 and as low as four dollars to $6,000, just depending on what you want to take on yourself and what you feel is better to outsource. Okay, so when it comes to the publishing of the book. Can you go into a little bit more detail about the different ways to publish? There's the hybrid and there's the private, and then you could go to a big publishing house. What does that process look like and how do you decide which direction is right for you? Yes, that's one of the first things that I talk to people about when they want to speak with me about writing their book, because the earlier that you know which of those three ways, and particularly if you're going to pursue traditional publishing or if you're not, Um, That's going to help you make a lot of other choices about how you write your book and how you proceed. So for traditional publishing, that is usually a better fit for people with a large audience, usually so that you could demonstrate you could sell somewhere between 10 to 20,000 books just on your own without assistance from the book publisher. And if you look at your numbers and see that there's no way your engagement is anywhere near those numbers, then I'm not saying that that option is not available at all. And I'm particularly talking about nonfiction. So fiction is an entirely different conversation. But I will say, if you know that your numbers are nowhere close to that, there's still no reason not to try when you really believe in your idea and that's what you want. Don't let you be the one who tells yourself no. Go ahead and, uh, you know, send query letters to literary agents and try to get some attention for your project and some feedback, and then it'll probably become clear whether there is a path or whether there isn't. But it wouldn't be common to have a path if you didn't have a large audience. So just knowing that, 
then the difference between hybrid publishing and self-publishing is with hybrid publishing, you're paying someone to do a lot of the work that a traditional publisher would be doing for you. So your cover design, the interior layout, uploading it to be available for purchase on, you know, most major platforms where books are sold. Um, a lot of them assist with an Amazon bestseller launch and they may help you with the strategy around that. Some of them even offer strategy around USA Today bestseller or the, the Wall Street Journal bestseller. So, and again, that just is about investment, right? Last I heard, it's about an $80,000 investment with a hybrid publisher that I know of to pursue that Wall Street Journal bestseller, whereas the Amazon bestseller package comes in at around at $12,000. And then for self-publishing, it is interesting. I want everybody to know that most books that are published that you're purchasing in the United States, however you're purchasing them, they're actually being bound and printed by Ingram Spark. And you can be a self-publisher and maybe you don't even have a business and you can go to Ingram Spark yourself and you can upload a book for print. And it can oh, be wow. printed. And there's like 60 different things that they want to know that you have to tell them or choices you have to make to get it done. So it's not super easy. But at the same time, I've done it before. So it's doable. It's doable, right? Yeah. That's really interesting that there's these three different ways. And, you know, I've heard the words floated around. I have not written a book, so I have not dug into all of this. But I really didn't know the difference between the hybrid publishing and the other two. The other two are kind of clear, the self-publishing and going with the publishing house. But that hybrid is interesting. I didn't realize that, you know, it's really just a paid model. And do you want to be top of Amazon or do you want to be on the Wall Street Journal? That's fascinating. So when you say that going to a big publishing house or, you know, somebody that's going to do this for you, when you're pitching them your ideas, you need a big following. Is there a certain number that that looks like that maybe the publishing houses say, okay, yes, this audience is big enough? Yeah, well, it's almost like a marketing game, yes, right? Yes. If you want to sell 10,000 to 20,000 books, then it would be helpful to have an audience of at least 100,000 engaged followers or more. Now, I said engaged followers, not just followers. If you have numbers that are even close to that, there's no reason not to start querying. I've helped um, an author who has a list size of 40,000, and that was still enough for three literary agents to speak with her, and one of them wants to represent her. And part of the relationship they have and how the agent is helping her is also helping her grow her audience specifically for people that will be likely readers of the book on the topic that she's chosen. So... You know, you don't have to be all the way there to even have a chance, but I would at least be well on my way and then it would be the agent's responsibility then to try to help guide you to keep building that audience and then for the agent to be building value in the audience that you have because maybe it's not 100,000, but they're highly engaged and your open rates are way above the industry average and your rates of purchase are way above. And then with a smaller but really mighty um, audience, you may still be able to demonstrate that a traditional publisher um, has a good shot working with you. So marketing 
is super important. It's not only important once your book comes out, but you need to have your marketing in place if you want to go to a big publisher. So I like that. I'd love for my clients to understand that that is so important even before you go out there. So when business owners come to you or subject matter experts and they say, Cindy, I want to write a book for my brand because I want to grow my brand, whether that's my personal brand or my business, but I don't know what to write about. Is there a certain question that you ask them or is there a direction you give them to start thinking about so that they can figure out what that topic might be? Absolutely. The first thing I say is when you think about growing your brand, where is it that you want to grow it to and who is it that you're trying to reach? And we would look at who that reader is that you're trying to invite into the world of your brand, your ecosystem. And then we would look at for that person that you want to invite into your world, what is it that they're already looking for help with or thinking about? What questions are they asking that you have the perfect answer to? And we would want to position your book in that way so when they see it, they immediately recognize it as exactly what they're looking for. All right. Well, that does not feel too far from home because in content marketing, I feel like those are some of the same questions that I'm getting my clients to think about. You know, who is it that you want to read your content? What is it that they need? What are their questions? What are their challenges? So in this case, we are just expanding on that content a lot and making it into an entire book. Where do you find most business authors run into stumbling blocks when it comes to writing a book? One place they get stuck is they're thinking about their mentors and their peers and what they will think of their book instead of thinking about what their audience wants and needs to hear from them. So what can happen in that case is the business owner just wants to add a lot of research and kind of more technical information because they don't want their peers to call them out for not mentioning XYZ. And my answer to that is, well, of course, we don't want to plagiarize wherever this information came from. If we need to cite our sources, we're going to do that 100%. But if we're just padding the book with facts and figures so you seem smart, who are you seeming smart to? And if your target reader, if that's going to be over their head or not really what they're going to care about, then what will happen is they're going to become disengaged with your book in those moments and it can be hard to re-engage them. So we don't want to put those stumbling blocks in. And another place where they can get hung up is trying to write their book for everybody. They don't want to leave anybody out. So then, you know, on a certain topic, they'll say, you know, but we have to mention these 18 things. And what about people who think that? And at the end of the day, in order to write a better book that is actually read by a wider audience, the way to do it is get out of that mindset and just say, for this one defined audience that I have and what they already know and what they need to know, what do I need to say to them? And then maybe have an occasional sidebar where you do speak to um, people that may be further ahead or a little more behind, but otherwise keep it focused. And the people that read your book who know they're not exactly the target will be keeping that in mind. And people who are the target are going to feel like you're leading across the table, whispering to them 
the things they most wanted to know. And that's what we want. Those are such great tips, great ways to avoid the stumbling blocks. And it really just comes down to knowing your audience, knowing who your target reader is and staying on track when it comes to speaking to them. What are some things that people can do to elevate their authority in their niche, whether they're ready to write a book now or they're thinking about doing it in the future? The first thing is really think of your marketing as testing. All marketing is really a test, really. A book is even just a really big test. So wherever you are now, just start testing ideas that you might want to write your book about and, you know, post them on social media, maybe write them to your email list and see what kind of response you get. And it will become clear over time when you're looking at, I know, Sunny, we could probably really nerd out about this, but, you know, like, look at your analytics then. Don't be afraid to get in there and make sure you're not just confirming your bias that people are or aren't interested in certain things from you. Be confident and solid because you know that your most popular, most liked, shared, commented on posts, they're going to start to kind of um, configure around a few big ideas and then from there make more long-form content on those topics and continue building your expertise in those areas. Create a talk on that topic that you can give and you're going to find yourself starting to draft your book and writing things that may ultimately go into that book and you can start anywhere from anywhere in the process that I just described and then you know, even further on, maybe you have your book already and it's like, what else do I do from here? And maybe that is a podcast. Maybe you create another platform for content. Um, There's always somewhere that you can expand your ideas. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Really testing your audience to figure out what do they want to learn about? What are they interested in? And going into your book writing already being clear on what it is that they want to hear. As I think about that, I know there are books that really are compilations of content that people have put out there, especially back in the earlier days, maybe of blogging, there'd be a really popular blogger, and then they'd put out a book, and really it was a compilation of the stories that they were putting out there. Do you find the same thing can happen in business where maybe it's somebody who has written a great deal of content or, you know, has a talk and all of that information ends up being part of their book? Yes. In fact, I worked with a client, Simon Severino. His book, Strategy Sprints, was um, printed by Coogan Page. And his book was derived from his certification program for strategy sprint coaches. So we looked at material he already had, content that was already created, and that was the foundation. Of course, we built upon it. He had new stories. He built on those ideas and expanded them um, to make the book also something different that, and, and also just took some things out that were a little bit over the head of the reader that he was targeting. But I mean, that made the process so much easier though, because he had all these words and ideas already generated that we could start playing with. Yeah, it's like the framework of the book was already written for him. So as a business owner, we can all look at the different frameworks that we use in our businesses and think about, could I expand on this for a book? Because maybe you already have the skeleton there right in front of you. Yes. And it doesn't even have to be 
long-form content like an entire certification program, you may at least have some blogs or somewhere you've written a killer social media post. And I've started there with authors too, and then we just build out the concept. Oh, I love that. It makes it feel more attainable to think about, okay, something I already have can end up in a book and it can inspire an entire book. That way it doesn't feel like such a mountain to climb. It feels accessible. So thank you so much for all of this fantastic information. I know that my listeners are going to be interested in learning more about what you do. So will you tell them where they can find you? Yes, my website is cindychildress.com and my Instagram handle is at cindychildressphd. Perfect. Well, we will include those in the show notes and thanks again for being here. Thank you. It was great. Thanks for tuning in to the Marketer for Hire podcast. I hope you've gained valuable insights to help you delegate marketing so that you can confidently get out of the details. If you enjoyed the show, will you do me a favor? Will you hit the follow button and leave a review and a rating? And if you've heard something that you think will help another business owner, be sure to send them a link to the episode. I'd sure appreciate it. And most importantly, before you go, I just want to say that I know your time is so valuable as a business owner, and I truly appreciate you spending some of it with me today. Thank you, friends, and I'll see you next time.